Competitive Hedge Podcast fans, bettors, and cappers, welcome to the Daily Competitive Hedge Podcast. I'm your host, Kenneth Cotterell, and this new morning show is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk everything from daily news to the games to keep an eye on today and cap it off with our three-team parlay of the day. Feel free to comment as we go through today's episode if you have any betting questions or, or anything along those lines. Be sure to drop them in the comments. We'll be sure to get to them throughout the show. But before we get into today's episode, I want to give one player shout out. And that shout out goes out to Ryan Getzlav. Uh, he's a Regina guy. He's played his final NHL game for the Anaheim Ducks. They've got two games left, but they're both on the road. And he wanted his final game to be in front of that home crowd in Anaheim. He finishes his career as the all-time leader in games played, assists, and points for the Anaheim Ducks. He won a Stanley Cup in 2007. He was a two-time Olympic gold medalist, and he won a World Juniors gold as, as well. One of the all-time greats, uh, especially for that Ducks franchise, the best player in Ducks franchise history. So shout-out to him. He is our shout-out player of the day today. Uh, and before we get into today's episode... Uh, For all our Canadian listeners, Bet99 is our betting sponsor. They offer you a sports welcome bonus uh, when you join today using the promo code SHOOTERS. Bet99 will match your deposit up to 100% of $600. So head over to Bet99 today to make your bets. Use the bets that we talk about here on the show today, and let's make some money. But let's talk about yesterday's bets first. Uh, (laughs) We actually... Overall, went five and two, uh, whether it be from the fans as well as from uh, the host here. But the host fans or the host lay uh, ended up with the Nets under not hitting. Unfortunate one yesterday. Uh, expected Brooklyn to score less. Let's let's call it what it is. We expected them to not show up, and unfortunately, Kevin Durant did. Uh, we did have the Mavericks minus three and a half hit. That one was never in doubt. Uh, you knew that by mid-third quarter that it was going to hit. We did have the LA Dodgers and Arizona Diamondbacks under hit. Uh, that was an eight and a half line, and it finished four nothing. And then our juice line also hit with Boston and Toronto. That one looked bleak because <laughs> it was one nothing in about the sixth inning, and it finished six to two. Keep in mind we bought a point on that one yesterday, uh, so it finishing at eight. We needed that point in order to do so. So. A lesson that sometimes it does pay off to go and get that uh, additional point. And then when we're talking about the hedge fans lay of the day, uh, the Dallas Mavericks line did hit. Shout out to Rob for that one. The Blackhawks money line hit. Shout out to Andrew Kahn over at the Boomtown Pod. Unfortunately, Cole, the Nets minus one did not hit yesterday. Once again, the Nets burning a lot of betters, I'm sure, uh, by losing that game. So that's where the bets were at yesterday. 
But let's talk about the Daily 4 news dump, starting with the Boston Celtics and Brooklyn Nets, because the Nets got swept. And we're not going to get into Ben Simmons or Kyrie or any of that stuff on today's show. We're just going to talk about yesterday's game, which it was a close one all the way to the end. Uh, Unfortunately, though, Boston never really was in trouble. Uh, It seemed like any time the Nets started to come back, the Celtics answered. So 116-112. to Jason Tatum with another impressive day, 29-5-3. Jalen Brown with 22-8. And and Marcus Smart, the Defensive Player of the Year, he had a great day on the offensive side as well with 20-11-5. They got some help from Grant Williams. They got some from Horford. They got some from Derek White, one of the key acquisitions that they had this year, especially at that trade deadline. So shout out to the Celtics to move on to the next round. Now the Nets, they're going to have an interesting offseason. Kevin Durant finished with 39-9-7. So while he didn't play great the rest of the series, he definitely showed up yesterday trying to keep his team alive. Seth Curry had 23. Kyrie just with 25 or 25 and 5. Nick Claxton, he finished with 13, but he was also one of 11 from the free throw line. So who knows if I was actually Ben Simmons out there just wearing a Nick Claxton max mask we'll never know uh but now let's see what happens is steve nash going to get fired it sounds like they're keeping him long term so let's see what they end up doing next year with a healthy ben simmons maybe a little bit less distractions can this team come back and contend for a title second one is that raptors and philadelphia line which pretty surprising to me raptors not only plus seven and a half they won outright they also went under in that game, 103-88. to 88. No Fred Van Vliet on the road, but Siakam showed up in a big way. He had 23-10-7. Precious Achua gave them a boost of 17-7 and seven without him. And Tr- Gary Trent and OG Ananobi had 16 each, and Scotty Barnes poured in 12. All-around team effort. They played really well, and it's starting to look like that finger issue is bugging Joel Embiid. He finished with 20-11. and 11. Tobias with 16, James Harden with 15 and 7. We have yet to see him take over offensively like he needs to. That's why they made the trade was so that way he would come in and help out offensively and he just continues to look disinterested at times. Uh, And then you've got Danny Green with 14 and Maxi with 12. All around, no one played great. Now they got to head back to Toronto in game six, head up to Jurassic Park. They're definitely going to be loud there in Toronto. So let's see if they can extend this one to seven. Coming back from 3-0 has never been done in the NBA, and only a handful of teams have even got to a game seven after going down 3-0. So let's see if Toronto can join that club. The Dallas Mavericks versus Utah was the third one. The Mavericks, they're up 28 in the third quarter. It finished 102-77. to Luka Doncic with 33-12. and He's back to full strength. Jalen Brunson with 24-5-4. Is he that running mate that Luka's been looking for? He's certainly proving it this postseason. And that dollar figure is going up every game that he plays as well as he has been. When we're talking on the Utah side of things, you can't go on the road in a playoff game and not score 20 points in three straight quarters. Because that's what Utah did yesterday. 18, 18, and 19. You know, Jordan Clarkson with another good game. He had 20 points. Rudy Gobert with 17. But Donovan Mitchell finishes with nine points. That can't happen, especially when you're your team's leading scorer. And so now the Mavericks win game five. They head over to Utah for game six. Let's see if they are able to go and win that game. 
and close it out in six? Or do we get a, a fun seven gamer back in Dallas? And the fourth one, we want to give a shout out to Ja Morant, who won most improved player award. Um, not to discredit Ja, he's the best first time all-star. I've said it on my show and countless others. That's what the award has turned into. Um, unfortunately, I felt like other players had improved more. We knew what Jaw was going to be heading into this year. He showed flashes last year of ascending to that close to superstar status. But when you're looking at guys like DeJounte Murray, who improved in every aspect, he went from 15, seven and four to 21, nine and eight. He was a near triple double guy. You talk about Jordan Poole. He went from being 12, two and two to 18, four and three. So his impact obviously changed quite a bit. People kept saying Desmond Bain yesterday. Um, I don't think you can be most improved going from your rookie year to your second year. That's just me. My criteria is you got to be a little bit further in your career to do that. But he still had a great year as well. He was in contention for the award. So shout out to Jaw for winning it. Uh, let's see if Memphis tonight can win that crucial game that they have with Minnesota. And then we got a shout out Bo Bichette yesterday. He hit a grand slam to vault the Jays past the Red Sox 6-2. That was a huge one for them. So what game lines are we monitoring today? Let's start in MLB. Uh, Carolina taking on the Rangers. This is more so monitoring who's in net for Carolina. Uh, Peter Kotachev, he's started the last couple of games. Freddie Anderson's hurt, um, and he's played well. He's he's 2-0 in in those games. Um, if they give him the start, I like him to play well. Uh, given those last couple of starts, if Ranta ends up in net, that's when I have some concerns because the Rangers have one of the best goalies in the NHL and Shesterkin in net. Um, the over-under here is only five and a half. So if Kokachev, if he ends up going, I'm fading the line altogether. I just don't want to get wrapped up in two goalies that are playing well because I could see it easily going under, but at just five and a half, it's tough to do so. And if it's Ranta, I would hammer the over in this game. I think that means Carolina's good for at least three, if not four goals in that game, meaning the Rangers just have to put a couple past Shesterkin. So just monitor who's in net today for Carolina. This is a game that really doesn't matter for either team, uh, given that they're both going to be in the playoffs, but uh, one to monitor nonetheless. Then when we head over to the NBA, we've got Miami and Atlanta. Um, this one's just one to monitor, just the final injury report. Um, Lowry will be out, it looks like. Capella and Bogdanovich are both game-time decisions. The game's in Miami, but if you get a point or two advantage, just having one of those guys getting ruled to play, then that's just an additional bonus for you. Um, I still like Miami regardless today. To me, this is where the series gets closed out, especially it felt like they took their hearts in game four. Uh, so that's why I don't love that line today. Then when we head over to the Champions League, Man City taking on Real Madrid. This is a massive game. Uh, we are down to the semifinals of the Champions League. Man City is a heavy minus 220 favorite at home today. Real Madrid are plus 500 and the draw is plus 345. We're monitoring this one just to see what happens early on. Um, it's nice to see where the pace of the game is at. Just because Man City's at home doesn't mean Real Madrid can't get possession in this game. When they've got guys like Modric in the midfield, you got Benzema up front. One player prop that we do like today, it won't be on the official card, but it's one that we like. Karim Benzema to score anytime at plus 180. He's been a scoring machine in the Champions League this year. I think 
if Real Madrid's going to get a goal today, it's going to come from him. And he's proven that in the games that he's played so far. So that would be a player prop that we like over at Bet99. It is plus 183. So let's talk about the big games on the slate. There's always some big games to keep an eye out for. There's a couple on the diamond. Uh, Mets taken on the Cardinals. You've got the 12 and 5 Mets. They're number one in the NL East. They're taking on the Cardinals. They're nine and five, which is best in the NL Central. You got Chris Bassett going for the Mets. He's pitched very well to start the year. In 18 innings pitched, he's got 20 strikeouts. So he's been phenomenal for them. Then you've got Jordan Hicks on the other side for St. Louis. He's just got seven innings pitched, but eight Ks nonetheless. Both teams score over four runs per game, but they've got solid pitchers on both sides. Both teams also only give up three runs per game. So the over-under is only at seven. Uh, this is a line that I would just fade altogether because I could see it. I could see it pushing, honestly. I think it's going to finish four, three, or five, two today. Uh, but it's not one that I would want to mess with. If you want to buy the half a point to go over six and a half, maybe look at that one. Uh, but that would be about it for me. Uh, Hicks would be the one that I'd be worried about having a bad start today if you had to pick one out of those two pitchers. Then we've got Mariners. They're taking on the Rays. Seattle is first in the AL West. They're 10 and 6. And then you got the Rays, who are 9 and 8. That's third best in the AL East. You got Logan Gilbert going for the Mariners. He's pitched well to start the year in 16 and two thirds innings pitched. He's got 15 Ks. And then when we're talking about the Rays, you got Matt Whistler. Uh, seven and a third innings pitched and seven Ks. So he's good for about a K an inning. Both are top 10 in runs scored per game. The Mariners hit a lot of home runs so far this year. The Rays are more so a get on base team. So two, contra two contrasting styles on offense today. I'm intrigued to see where this one goes. Uh, another one not to bet, just to watch if you have a chance. Then in the NHL, you got Vegas taking on Dallas. This is one of the biggest games of the year. This is the Golden Knights season on the line because Vegas are three points back at Dallas with three games to go. Not only does Vegas need a win, they need it in regulation. They need to, to take two points, not give Dallas a single one. Uh, if they get to one point down with two games to go, then we got a really exciting race. If they lose outright, then it's all but over. And so this is a very crucial game for both teams. One that you definitely want to watch. It'll have playoff hockey vibes. I think a lot of people are surprised Vegas isn't in the playoffs right now. So we'll see if they can scrap and claw their way back. And then in the NBA playoffs, I mean, all playoff games are big, but the two we're excited for today are Memphis and Minnesota. Uh, this series has been a toss-up, it seems. Carl uh, Anthony Towns, when he's playing up to his capability, he's awesome. Um, his over under on points is 23 and a half today. I think that's Vegas just being unsure of what towns do we get. Do we get the guy that had 33 last game or do we get the guy that scored just nine points the game before? So that's why they're, they're tempering their expectations at 23 and a half. I like him to go over today, but we'll see on that one. Jaw has been consistently good for Memphis as has Desmond Bain. His point line is over under 20 and a half. That all season long was hovering around 17 and a half. So it shows that he's elevated his game. Another one, if you like Bain tonight, then definitely bet that one at 20 and a half. And then we got that Phoenix and New Orleans series, which to me is a toss up now. Bridges, CP3 and eight in game three. They all played great. They pulled out the game. 
But when all three of them aren't on the same page, it doesn't look great. We've seen Ingram and CJ have been very consistent this series, consistently putting up good numbers. But Jonas Valanciunas will be the difference maker here. He played poorly game three, and they lost. He played well in game four, and they won. So that is one that we will definitely be watching tonight on the NBA slate, even if it is a little bit late for us. I mean, keep in mind, we get up for a show at 6 a.m., like... You got to do the gym before that. I mean, I'm not looking to stay up super late, but let's head over and talk about the competitive lay of the day. So this is our daily three-team parlay. Uh, No odds worse than minus 150. Only looking to put out winners here. Uh, As I said, we went three and one yesterday, two and one on the official competitive lay plays. So these are ones you can bet them straight up. You can throw them into your own parlay. Do whatever you like with them. Just tag us if you do end up cashing. And so let's get into the competitive lay of the day. First one that we like is Arizona Coyotes versus Minnesota Wild. We like the over six and a half today. Flurry going for Minnesota. Vegmelka for the Coyotes. Vegmelka has been terrible this year. He's giving almost four goals a game. Um, They both score over three a game as well, so they don't have trouble scoring. Minnesota, they get... (laughs) I just like them to score a lot today. Like this one feels like it's going to be 6-2, maybe 5-3 type of line. Uh, I don't have a lot of faith in Arizona. Not No one has a lot of faith in Arizona. The, their own city doesn't. That's why they're putting them in a college arena. So I like the over in this game. Not great goaltending on either side. Even Flurry's had a bit of a down year. Uh, so I do like that over in the Arizona-Minnesota game. Second one is the Islanders and the Capitals under six and a half today. You got Varlamov going on one side. You got Finesic on the other side. Islanders are 25th in goals per game. So I don't like them to score a lot today. Vanessa's actually been pretty good as of late for Washington. Both teams are in the upper half of goals allowed per game. So they don't give up a lot, either of them. The trend to me, it feels like 4-2-5-1 type finish here. So they're going to get close to going over. I don't think that they have the firepower to to cross the finish line today. So that's why I like the under six and a half in this game for the Islanders and Washington. That one's at minus 115. The Arizona one is minus 125. And then Yankees run line today against the Orioles. The Orioles are a terrible baseball team. And this game is in New York. The Yankees are going to want to get some revenge because just a few days ago, just over a week ago, they dropped two of three to the Orioles, which not many teams are going to do this year, especially the Yankees. They shouldn't be doing that. Uh, The Yankees are only 18th in runs per game, but the Orioles are 29th. The Yankees give up seven hits, only seven hits per game, which is fifth overall in the entire major league. I like that they have Luis Severino on the mound today. I think he's got a big pitching advantage over Jordan Lyles. This feels like a game at home in the Bronx. They're going to go and win 6-2 or or something in that range. I like them to win by multiple runs. I don't like this Orioles team. And I think at some point we got to have this Yankees team wake up a bit and start winning some baseball games. They got a lot of power in that lineup, whether it's Rizzo, Stanton, Judge. They got a lot of power there, so they can definitely hit some bombs. Uh, today. So that lay, that that was a minus 125 for the run line. That takes the odds of today's parlay to plus 505. As I said, you can bet them straight up or you can bet them in your own parlay. Uh, But our alt lay play of the day, this is if there's a rain delay or no play in that Yankees game. Uh, This is one that 
we're not insanely confident about today. Um, but I do like the Brewers today against the Pirates. They burned us a couple times already this year. But the Pirates, the last time we bet against them, they lost 21 nothing. So this isn't a great Pirates team. Uh, this line is pretty juiced. It's minus 180. You got Woodruff going for the Brewers. Uh, Burns got burned yesterday. Ironic, right? But I like that line today. It's minus 180. It is a juiced line. You can throw it into your parlays if you like. But uh, those are our plays of the day. We appreciate everyone who tunes into the morning show. Uh, as we start to grow, uh, we love to have some fan input if they've got some betting lines that they like for the day. Uh, and we can definitely discuss them. But appreciate everyone who tuned in, everyone who's listening to the podcast audio. Drop us a five-star rating on all podcasting platforms and we'll see you tomorrow morning for the competitive hedge podcast.